it could still be wrong. It could be totally wrong and you could make a horrible decision based on it. So it's going to become incredibly important. And I mean, we all know that Summit's going to have a big focus of generative AI and LLMs. I'm very excited to see what the actual messaging is behind that and like how that's actually going to be vocalized and broadcasted throughout the conference since it's such a hot topic. And Snowflake's been able to move super quickly to keep up to pace with that, clearly with this acquisition that they made recently. But I would anticipate that there's going to be a really thoughtful message associated with any of the product functionalities or feature functionalities that they're launching in accordance with that. Um, And they're in such a prime position to take advantage of that type of tech as well, given they host so much data and they, they are able to work with such massive volumes and so many different customers. Uh, so there's so much potential there for them to leverage it. Hello, and welcome to Coffee with Coalesce, a monthly podcast about all things data and the trends in technology transforming our industry. I'm Armand Petrosian, CEO of Coalesce, and here with me is my co-founder and CTO, Satish Jayanti. Together, we'll be your host for the next hour. Hello, hello. What is up, everybody? I know it usually takes a minute or two before people can actually trickle in, but uh, I'm super excited to kick off this Coffee with Coalesce, yet another one. We've got some two great guests, along with my beloved co-founder here, Satish. Uh, Very excited, not just for this, but also what's to come which, as I said earlier, is the biggest, the best conference of the year. It's something that we all at Coalesce look forward to every year. It's it's the most well-orchestrated, most well-organized conference that I've ever been to, certainly in my career, which is Snowflake Summit. Uh, it's coming up in a couple of weeks in Las Vegas. So surely nothing could go wrong in Vegas. But I'm very excited to see uh, so much other companies, so many different people, and, uh, you know, without further ado, I think we may as well kick it off with some introductions to two amazing Snowflake people, people that have been well focused on that ecosystem since the in- like very, very early days. I remember meeting both of you, Frank and Kent, in some of the earliest stages of that business. Um, so why don't, why don't Kent, you start off with a quick introduction. We'll go to Frank and then, and then Satish. Sure. So, yeah, Kent Graziano, the data warrior. Uh, actually, Armand, you and I have known each other before Snowflake. Yeah, we, that's right. We, we predate Snowflake. You you were literally in the organization. It was the, my first week at Snowflake that I got with the partner manager at the time at, uh, at Snowflake. And I gave him two email addresses to uh, to send to for partners to sign up. And one of them yep. was your boss at the yes. time. Yep. Mr. Bazitsky. Yeah. And I remember. Said, yeah, we got to get these guys in and, and, and talk to everybody about that. It's like, yeah, you remember the other stuff I told you about that was so good. You got to sign up for this one. Yeah. You got to get into the snowflake ecosystem as soon as possible. So, yeah. So I've, uh, you know, been in the, the data space for too many decades to count at this point. Uh, my most recent foray was joining snowflake in, uh, Late 2015, I was employee 103, um, stayed there for six years and then, uh, you know, took a, a, an early retirement, as it were, in uh, two, late 2001 after six years at Snowflake as the uh, chief technical evangelist and, uh, you know, hung my shingle, the data warrior back up to do a, a little bit of this and a little bit of that and a little bit of hanging out on the beach with my, with my wife and our dog and, um, you know, just enjoying life and, and watching the snowflake ecosystem blossom. Or actually, I should say snowball. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, love it. And how about you, Frank? Yeah, I'm super excited to be here. Thanks for inviting me, uh, Armin, Satish. It's always good to see Kent. I'm like maybe a decade behind him with all the uh, data space. But yeah, really excited for Snowflake Summit see a ton of my friends um you know i think it's gonna be a great event i've watched it grow since 2019 uh, i have a couple speaking uh presentations there a lot about native apps and uh yeah and uh, snowflake optimization really excited to be there 
and join the team. I'm, you know, I'm part, I ran my own uh, Snowflake consulting company, sold it, eventually was acquired by Accenture. Now I'm part of uh, Exponential and my own company, IT Strategist, building native apps. Love it. Yeah. Okay, Frank was frozen. No, no, you, you're not frozen. You froze a little bit here, but for everybody in the audience, uh, Frank is way cooler than us. He's in Belize at this moment. I usually do kick things off by asking where everybody is dialing in from or calling in from. Uh, so if you're if you're anywhere in the world right now, tuning in, shoot a comment right now and see if you can one up Frank Bell on Belize City, where he's he's calling in from right now. And also, just a quick warning: he may go in and out. His audio may go in and out, so we're gonna bear with him. But uh, we love you, Frank. So this is uh, this is what we do for you. <clears throat> and uh, Satish, how about you? Want to do a quick intro before we get sure. rolling? Um, Satish Jayanti, CTO, co-founder. Um, yeah, I've been in the space for a long time as well. Of course, uh, similar to to Frank. And I met Frank and Kent in my Rescape days. Uh, way too many conferences to count, but. <laughs> 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 yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm super excited um, to have this kind of discussion today. Yeah. Cool, cool. And uh, I'm the host, Armand Petrosian, CEO, co-founder of Coalesce. I go way back with all three of you. I think that you've all each played a different role in my career. I know, Frank, when I moved down to SoCal and was living out in Los Angeles for a bit, we spent a lot of time on the road together. You were such a good uh, broadcasting spokesperson in the field out there for Snowflake, especially in the early days as they were doing events like Data for Breakfast and whatnot. Kent, you've always been a, a an evangelist of technology and cutting edge tech, which is a big reason why we wanted to bring you on as an advisor at Coalesce in the first place. But we saw that firsthand during the growth of Snowflake in the early stages and how how quick and awesome that experience was and you know like you said we go way back so it's a it's a complete pleasure to have you back on uh, and then of course satish i mean this this just goes without being said man uh, it's been a fun journey with you since day one so yeah <laughs> one thing i want to uh, also mention about kent uh how i kind of used to follow his blog the data warrior blog when he was mm -hmm. doing oracle stuff yes well, it goes a long way. I mean, you know, I knew Kent, who he was. He didn't know who I was, but <laughs> he was a star. Look so, at you, now, man. You're, on, you're on a coffee with Coalesce with Kent as the guest. Look how exactly. far you came. Exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, go. cool. Well, <clears throat> it looks like we've got a bunch of people from all over the world right now. I'm seeing some comments in from places like Montreal with John. We've got somebody in Cape Town, South Africa. We got Noel out in Minneapolis. So, it's, uh, it's awesome to see people from all over the place uh, tuned in. Why don't we get started? I think this is such a fun topic to talk about. Uh, we're, we're, coming up, we're coming up on Summit, but like one thing you mentioned, Frank, is watching, this, watching Summit grow since 2019. And you know, I remember going to that first ever Snowflake Summit, and yeah. it was here in San Francisco, where I'm based, and it was a small group. Uh, I think they were able to fill it, fill it in at one of the hotels here. Yeah, and Hilton, Hilton uh, Union Square. Yeah, Hilton Union Square, and yeah. it was it was it was such a great conference. Um, and then we had the pleasure to go to the Las Vegas uh, Snowflake Summit last year. And I remember talking to Satish like, "This thing has gone so much bigger. <laughs> yeah, it's completely exploded." Oh yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah, it was, well, it, that, that snowball has grown massively, and the first it was one, cool to see that contrast, especially during the the changes during the pandemic. So many companies had gone further along, and so yeah, I'm curious. Looking back, let's start there. Looking back, like what was one of the things that was most notable to each of you from Snowflake Summit? Um, well, Frank, why don't why don't you why don't you start? Like, what's always been your favorite aspect of Snowflake Summits in the past? Well, I'll see if I can stay non-frozen. But uh, I was laughing because I don't think Denise and all the team really realized how popular that 2019 conference is going to be. Because I don't know if you remember, it was just packed. <laughs> We're standing in the stairwells and stuff. Yep. And I mean, it was awesome. It, it was just kind of the right. No, no, we, we, we were following the rules of the fire marshal. Just to be clear. <laughs> Exactly. Yes. Just, we closed people out of rooms and made them wait outside. We didn't <laughs> overload the rooms. Ran 
we ran some sessions twice because they were so popular. It was all above board is what you're saying, Ken. Absolutely. I'm, I appreciate that. I'm sure there was some lawyer out there ready to- People as they went into the room to make sure we did not violate the fire marshal's rules. <laughs> oh man. So, so Frank, keep going. Yeah, so it's just amazing to see that. And um, I was looking at some past blogs and stuff. Like, I don't know, it's 2020, it was like 40 sessions. Okay, it was online or whatever. But I was just looking now. It's 440 sessions, I think. So yeah, for this it's, year's. like you said, last year it just blew up. Yeah. And, la and by last year it was similar, may not as many, but it just blew up. And, you know, I think last year and what we'll see this year again is uh, the big thing is going to be AI, LLMs, a lot of changes related to that. But last year what we saw was Snowflake really kind of morph from, you know, not just this data warehouse, data this, it was really became disrupting uh, data applications was a lot yeah. of what, you know, Chris Kleinerman and Slootman talked about. And the TAM of Snowflake just like, yeah. it just really like exponentially grew. And so we're kind of seeing the progress of that uh, this year. And I'm, I'm most excited about native apps personally, but there'll be a ton of new things coming out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I do remember that big push on messaging uh, around native apps in the last year and just kind of growing from that data warehouse. Uh, you know, the, the previous slogan being the only data warehouse built for the cloud and then now expanding off of it into so many other segments and not just analytics, but just data platforms, the data cloud in general. And that was the big, big focus and push at last year's summit. Um, Kent, you know, you've been, you've been all the summits, like what, what looking back on it, uh, what, what's one thing that you always feel like is, is awesome about the conference? Oh, well, I mean, always, always, always <laughs> the, the main keynotes, right? Yeah. Um, hearing, hearing from, um, the CEO. So in, in 2019 and 2020, you know, in 2021, I guess it was 22. Yeah. Last year, Frank, but. You know, I remember, you know, the first one there in 2019 um, when Benoit, one of the co-founders there of Snowflake, got up on the stage and I talked to him afterwards. And that was the first major public speaking thing he had ever done in his career. So you got to remember, Benoit Interior engineers and architects. And when I first met them and I joined Snowflake, it's like with, as uh, Satish referenced, you know, I spent nearly 30 years in the Oracle community, in user groups and Oracle, the first Oracle open world and user groups in Europe and everywhere. And I had never met Benoit and Thierry, right? I'd never met them. I was like, surely we've crossed paths somewhere. And he's like, oh, no, no, no. We, we stayed in our queues, right? <laughs> and and to, to see that, to have someone who is a, um, an engineer, yeah, like that, to get up on stage in front of a couple thousand people and talk about the creation of Snowflake and the vision that he and Terry had, you know, that, that was amazing. And then last year, he kind of, he did a little bit of the same, you know, for, for the people new to the show, you know, he, he ran through a little bit of the history of the company and, and the unique architecture that they invented. And it's like, we got to be clear about that. This is why it's so exciting. Is it Benoit and Thierry invented a brand new architecture? And that's what's made the difference. Um, you know, when French says the data warehouse built for the cloud, because that was a cool thing to say. And then it became a cloud data platform. And then it was the data cloud. And right. now I think about the, the rapid expansion as you were referencing, you know, last year we introduced the, uh, you know, the idea of industry verticals, industry clouds, and that's just grown massively. And now we're adding native apps. So, yeah, think about my background is actually environmental science. So think about meteorology, meteorologically, you look at a cumulus cloud that starts to grow and grow and grow and turn into basically a massive storm cloud. And that's kind of what Snowflake's done. It started off like this, and then it's kind of growing, and it's growing very organically in, in different directions. And like Frank said, there, the TAM has exploded. The total addressable market has grown with it as the data cloud has kind of expanded and spread <laughs> out into these other areas well beyond traditional data warehousing. And, and I think 
you know, one of the challenges Snowflake has is getting people to understand that, that it's yeah. not just data warehousing. I mean, even as the right. evangelist there, I was constantly having to talk about that. It's like, it's not just data warehousing. It's not just data lakes. You know, we've got all these other things, you know, we, you know, data science and data pipelines where, where you guys specialize, right. Supporting right. data pipelines and data engineering. And now as Frank's mentioned a couple of times, native apps, right. Yeah. And when they introduced Unistore last year and this idea of hybrid tables, it's like, okay, now we're starting to move towards my old world and you guys' old world, the OLTP world that, you know, Oracle mm -hmm. really dominated for <laughs> decades. Well, now we're getting into, you know, back to the mixed workloads so that we can support, you know, high speed transaction based applications right. as well as massive data science and machine learning type use cases and, and do it all together in the same place. So now you can have, you know, real time data, yeah. operational data as part of that framework to help be making these data driven decisions and forecasts and everything and having the the most recent data uh, which is is really exciting and if if the pandemic showed us anything is in some cases things happened that nobody ever anticipated mm -hmm. and that changed the trajectory of companies but it changed the data right is very different data started coming in that nobody had ever thought about before and being able to take advantage of that data as quickly as possible and not be necessarily building your your machine learning on old data and old trends, but to be right. able to do it on the new data and the new trends that are in that data is even more important, you know, because it's, you know, the, the machines only learn from what we show them. And so we've got to be able to show it stuff that's realistic and give yeah. it the data that's realistic. And that's, that's the exciting part, right? Is, you know, as you mentioned, the, uh, the, the talking about LLMs and generative AI, you know, so we've gone from, you know, data warehousing in the cloud and being able to d handle massive workloads and petabytes of data to now we're talking about generative AI and what are we going to do with all that data? And, right. you know, that's going to be a lot of the really exciting stuff this year. Um, and the best place to get it back to my original statement is the keynotes, right? You got to get in those keynotes, listen to them. And then based on what you hear in the keynotes, pick out those sessions to drill down on the stuff that you're interested in. Cause there's so much, how many sessions did you say it was Frank Four 400 and something sessions? 440. Yeah. So, you know, you got to come up with now. a game plan, you know, and, and I'm, I'm a big agile fan. So this is just in time conference planning, go to the keynotes, find the subjects there and make sure you have that, scheduling app on your phone so that you yep. can now go through and search on those topics and then find the sessions for the next you know three hours that are specifically in those areas that you want to hear about that you just heard frank mention or you just heard benoit mention you just heard christian mention and you want to drill in on those and then you can be scheduling yourself right then and getting into the stuff that's going to make the the the, the biggest bang for the buck for you for attending the conference yeah, I love that advice on attending all the keynotes. Those are always a huge hit. I saw that they got the CEO of NVIDIA for this year's summit. Just pushed that through in the past couple of weeks. That was announced. I think that's going to be such an awesome one with Frank Slootman, their CEO. But like you said, Grant, <clears throat> people oftentimes forget because typically Snowflake CEO has been the figurehead of their business. But there's these incredible co-founders, technical co-founders that started the business and <clears throat> really were the ones who created the architecture and the plans from their days at Oracle working on these high volume databases. So that, that's a, that's, that's awesome to hear that that's a notable moment. I also see parallels in different industries, different companies like the large enterprise software businesses of the world, where you see a company that's very dominant in one segment expand out to other segments and, uh, you know, you saw that happen with like Salesforce, you saw that happen with Oracle and in the same scenario, in the same breath, we're seeing that happen in real time with Snowflake <clears throat> as they transcend past the data warehouse solely and just becoming the data cloud in general. I, uh, I think, I think like you also mentioned around the pandemic, having a huge influence on the growth of the industry here. I was speaking at a LP meeting for one of our VCs and there was this insane statistic around how 
90% of the world's data was created in the last two years alone. And so you think about <clears throat> trying to find a platform that can support that exponential growth and whether that's OLTP or OLAP, you know, you want to have it all in one place. It makes it so much easier to be able to do anything data related, uh, assuming Snowflake can execute on that vision, which as we've seen in the past is such a high, strong, such a high level of execution. So it's exciting to see what's to come. Uh, before we do jump to that, Satish, is there anything that you love most about the previous summits that you've been to? Yeah. So, so last time was my first one, actually, that we were, you know, uh, we had a booth there and it yeah. was super, super exciting. Uh, that's the best conference I have ever kind of attended in my life. Uh, yeah. It basically, the reason for that is, of course, we were, you know, we were there as a company. We, we work on Snowflake uh, exclusively. So anybody who we are talking to, we can kind of have a common interest uh, so that was pretty, pretty awesome. It's just an opportunity to network with so many people. And yeah, you, know, you can learn, uh, as uh, Kent was pointing out, you know, those key um, notes, those are very, very important. If you're trying to kind of understand where Snowflake is going, what's the next big thing or more yeah. things, you know? So um, now I was, I was, of course, uh, last time I was kind of busy at the booth and we were a little bit smaller than what we are today, but yeah. this time I'm planning to attend as many events as I can. So I'm, I'm super looking forward to this. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I, I've been, I've been to a couple of the Snowflake summits in the past and every single time I felt like leaving that event was the best conference that I'd been to last year definitely was. Uh, of course, for us, you know, we had just came out of stealth like a few months prior. So my favorite part of that was seeing everybody's reaction after seeing our product for the first time. Like, where the hell, where the hell have you guys been? Like, how have I never seen this before? I heard that probably a hundred different times. Because so. we, we just invented it. Yeah, yeah. We, we just we just launched publicly. So <laughs> that's why. Uh, so that, that was like a hilarious reaction I saw over and over again. It's one of my favorite parts, along with, you know, seeing all these different people in the industry and the ecosystem, watching other partners grow, uh, you know, running into different people that I've worked with in the past or, or, you know, worked with as partners with different accounts and companies. It's just a, it's just an awesome event. Uh, that being said, the past is the past. I, uh, I, I know we want to look forward here to the future. It's not too far away. It's a couple weeks out. Uh, and you guys talked about it a little bit. You alluded to it a little bit. But what is most exciting for you coming into this upcoming summit? What, what do you feel like going into this upcoming summit you're most excited about? Um, and so, Kent, you know, just, just curious, if you were Frank, what would you be if you're going to summit and you're going to go to, like, obviously see the keynotes what else is there that you're most excited about you'd be most excited about going to anything well there's a couple of things um <clears throat> you know all of the you know the native app stuff and the interface with snow park and streamlit and and all of that i'm i'm very interested to see where that's going and obviously frank can actually talk to us about that because that's what his talk is going to be about and that's a really exciting evolution um to see there. So I'm very interested in that. And, and of course you have to go to the, uh, there's a, there's going to be a panel discussion on um, generative AI and LLMs. Huge. Yeah. I mean, and, that, and that's huge. You know, seeing, you know, what's the, what are the possibilities there? What's the vision there? Um, particularly from uh, the Snowflake product people, what's the vision there? I mean, they just acquired an AI related company, um, couple of weeks ago right i saw that yeah. yeah so it's like what's what's the vision you know where <clears throat> where is this going you know i, I assume it's going to be you know a lot more tight coupling um of these types of uh features with the underlying engine and evolutions in the engine to support that i mean we saw last year we saw what was it the 6xl uh virtual warehouse yep. you know we've got all of the um the automated stuff like like Snowpipe and streams and tasks that are, you know, allowing you to do things um, dynamically without having to pre-allocate resources, which I think is very exciting. And so how is that going to work with the, in the, in the AI space, right? You know, what are we going to do there supporting those kinds of workloads? So I'm really uh, excited about 
about hearing about those sorts of things. And really that evolution of um, Unistore and how that's going to interface with the native apps, which, you know, like I said, maybe Frank can tell us a little bit about that, but that could probably be, that's his entire talk. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, with all of this, though, I, I interestingly, and I'm gratified to see this, there's a lot of emphasis on governance. Yeah. And this is, this is you know, for, for people who have not been paying attention, you know, there's a lot of bad data out there. And if you feed bad data into machine learning algorithms and AI, you're going to get really bad results. And so governance <clears throat> has always been important, though always got kind of, you know, kind of low down on the scale with yeah, a lot of data, ar data architectures. But now, you know, there's a big focus on that. Um, you know, Snowflake's incorporating a lot of David governance features into the product to make it easier to do that and easier to scale. And, and then that's all rolls then into the evolution of the Snowflake marketplace, where it used to be just data sets. And now we're talking about, you know, data services and right. apps. And, you know, imagine, are we going to have, you know, AI algorithms available via the Snowflake marketplace, maybe? You know, that, that's an interesting point. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm super share, curious. Can we can we can we share that? Are we going to be able to share uh, machine learning algorithms? Right. I and mean, some people who already, I think, in on the edge of you know sharing um, functions. Yep. Right. <laughs> you know, embedded functions, historic procedures, and things like that in the in the form of data services. You know, so machine learning algorithm me that's just another level of a service. Right. That's a service that somebody could provide. Is we provide the algorithm, you provide the input, right? Yeah. So something that's already tested, but the governance around that has to be tight, right? It's got to be tight so that you know what you're getting, you know what you're doing, um, you have that control. So yeah. all, all of that's very, you know, very very exciting to to see. Yeah. And, and then of course, definitely. like definitely want to search out any best practices sessions on on performance optimization and cost optimization. That's a, another huge topic is uh, financial observability mm -hmm. um, and, and really making it easier for people to, to get access to that sort of thing. Because uh, as we're growing and growing, you know, we got a 6XL, really, we have a 6XL. You do not want to leave that running unattended on purpose, right? That's right. You know, you, well, you know, you got to got to make sure the RI is there, right? They were right. using deploying the right resources for the right reasons. And, and just because it's expensive doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. Right. It's, yeah. you know, what, what 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 are you accomplishing using those resources? And so that's, again, where governance comes in, being able to see this mm -hmm. and, and calibrate this and having the right KPIs in place to make sure that we are using our resources appropriately. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I totally agree with you. Maybe I, I can help with that, right? Yeah, it should. Yeah, that's right. I mean, as long as it's designed properly. I mean, like you said, governance is going to become incredibly more important as generative AI and LLMs become more and more common. This is something Satish talks about all the time. Like the concept of an LLM alone is pretty worthless unless you know that the data it's, it's working with is accurate, persisted, governed, Again, like that data prep, data governance always continues to come to be the focal point of any type of use case, whether it's AI, data, whatever it may be. It's all about the underlying foundational layer that it's pulling from. Yeah, it's, it's, so, still, it's still garbage in, garbage out, right? Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. It, it may, the result yeah. may look great and it may be <laughs> stunning and it may come out really fast, but it could still be wrong. It could be totally wrong and you could make a horrible decision based on it. So it's going to become incredibly important. And I mean, we all know that Summit's going to have a big focus of generative AI and LLMs. I'm very excited to see what the actual messaging is behind that and like how that's actually going to be vocalized and broadcasted throughout the conference since it's such a hot topic. And Snowflake's been able to move super quickly to keep up to pace with that, clearly with this acquisition that they made recently but i would anticipate that there's going to be a really thoughtful message associated with any of the product functionalities or feature functionalities that they're launching in accordance with that um, and they're in such a prime position to take advantage of that type of tech as well given they host so much data and they they are able to work with such massive volumes and so many different customers 
so there's so much potential there for them to leverage it. <clears throat> what about you, Frank? Uh, it sounds like you've got a great session that that we're excited about. Um, you know, is outside of that, which I would love to hear a little bit more on, and I'm sure the audience would as well. Uh, is there anything that you're uh, most excited about for this year's summit? Yeah, I have. Um, well, I think for me personally, I'm most excited just to, you know, connect with the community, see, you know, Snowflake's sort of been my life, I think, the last five years. But because I really do appreciate what Benoit and Thierry and Marcine did. I mean, I, I think a lot of people forget, but all this stuff was really enabled by amazing architects that yeah. had a vision and, you know, and uh, they, they got Spicer or he gave them more of the ideas and, you know, made the most money off of all this. But, uh, you know, it's really those engineers, I mean, I'm a little biased on both MBA and engineer, but that, you know, it's this architecture that's really launched at least, I don't know, 70, 80% of all this TAM or all the stuff that's, that's come about. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm excited. There, you know, Snowflake is awesome and, you know, we're trying to make it better too. So I have two presentations. Uh, one is with a couple other of my uh, data superhero colleagues where we talk about how to build data applications on Snowflake. So a lot of that's gonna be focused, not just on native apps, which I'm most excited about, which is really kind of the, the big thing coming out. I think they're gonna launch with about 20 at some, and then we're, we're launching more right after that. Uh, it just makes it easier. I, and to me, it takes that whole data marketplace experience to a whole nother level. And now it's the marketplace. It was the data exchange, the data marketplace. And now in 2022 or 2023, it's the marketplace because there's applications on it. Um, you know, it's just, it's a very transformative time, I think, to be able to click on something similar to Partner Connect. And then you could be up in a data application in a few minutes. While I love the data marketplace, uh, you know, there's still limitations to it. There's still a lot of learning, modeling, understanding of the data sets, where I, I think this takes it to a whole nother level, removes friction. And uh, the funny thing is about what, what uh, Kent was talking about, which I, I thought about a lot, because before I came across Snowflake, uh, I'd run this consulting company for like 17, 18 years. We'd done a ton of data warehousing, data applications, always been a data guy. Uh, but we had also done websites, all sorts of stuff. And, and I'd done neural networks and um, AI work, you know, back when it was like SAS and SPSS and freaking really painful to train models and everything. And uh, that has come like crazy circle. But I was talking about, I really saw this thing in 2015, 2017 timeframes of, I was talking about the combination of AI, automation and data all coming together. And I see that coming further and further with this. And it's kind of where Snowflake flipped or moved forward into the data applications. You know, a big thing, I don't know, resonated with me at the last one was Christian was like, you know, we're revolutionizing data application creation. And it's just interesting to see where Streamlit came and you know, as someone been around, like we built these things, three layers for so long, you know, you, you had that higher backend developers or database view, you had middle, um, middle tier developers, yeah. or I would always try to hire a combination of at least two and then front end. And so what Streamlet did to me is it, it removed a lot of those other two layers or made them more um, just like easier to do or more automated. And so it's given a lot of power to the back end. Uh, so anyway, when I was talking a lot about that, the whole garbage in, garbage out, and that's why people are really concerned with AI, I think there will be regulations and other things that come through the governance because, you know, it's, it's, it's a huge issue. And then we're going to see security issues with it, too. It'll be a way that, um, you know, bad actors can create serious, massive problems if, if there's not quality checking along LLMs. I mean, I... I I mess with my buddy chat GPT and, uh, you know, it's amazing how authoritative his wrong or their wrong answers come out. Um, <laughs> exactly. Okay. That was my point. Totally. It, it is perfect. And then uh, let me check this. Um, no, you messed up the code. You're missing this function. Oh, I am so sorry. You know, like it's scary. So I, I, I see 
I see both ends of the spectrum on it. Um, but anyway, that's what I'm really excited about is, you know, I had another talk about optimization uh, yep. with one of my customers, James Scoggins uh, from City of Hope. So I'm really excited about that. All the data superheroes that are going to make it to this. There's a lot of great presentations they're doing. At the, it's, it's in the big snow area. Um, so I was going to say, like, is there, the is there a superheroes lounge again this year? Yeah, yeah, it's a lounge. Lounge. yeah, they also use it like Felipe. It's like a community stage. So it's like an open air theater in the middle of the whole summit experience with the vendors and everything. And I think there's a few stages there, but this is one of the bigger ones. And to be fair, Snowflake does a great job with this and Howard and Elsa, uh, all the people involved with the data superheroes, they, they do a good job of both presenting that, but there's whole community aspect to it too that snowflake does really well with uh, i'm excited about that too and the parties of course i don't i mean uh and then like i think i'm really excited that someone mentioned it uh to see Ar armin are you gonna uh, pass it to you like you're gonna bowl or something what's going on <laughs> <laughs> i was just about to say i'm well first off I'm excited for you to be talking about Snowflake optimization as well. It's something that I know that you've had as a project for a long time and watching that formalize into a business has been awesome just as a friend more than anything. Also, just knowing how many Snowflake customers out there are always thinking top of mind, the importance of optimization, like the financial, financial optimization that Kent was talking about earlier and kind of workflow governance. So uh, I'm excited for both those presentations. I love hanging out at the Snowflake Data Superhero Lounge. There's always some cool characters. It looks like Sonny's giving us a hello uh, from Charlotte. Hey, Sonny. And yes, it's true. I will be attempting to bowl at a big event we're doing with Fivetran at Summit. So if anybody wants to watch me take an eight-pound ball and roll it into the gutter over and over and over again, Only. you can find there and you should register it's gonna be huge it's gonna be awesome i think there'll be other better entertainment than my skills uh but it should be really fun so <laughs> there's there's a lot of uh there's a lot of exciting events we'll definitely post a link later <clears throat> that everybody can go to, to to come find us uh the coalesce team uh the different events that we're hosting there's uh, some other exciting things that we're doing too um but yeah excited about your about your two <clears throat> presentations frank Satish, what are you most excited about? Oh, uh, definitely the generative AI and the LLMs. Um, yeah. You know, that's super exciting. And again, I, I totally, totally, um, um, you know, agree with that foundation, right, aspect of the data that goes in. I mean, we can't say enough about garbage in, garbage out. This has been there forever. It's the same problem. Everything else around is changing so fast. Uh, basically, what's happening now is you can generate bad information very, very quickly. Yeah. Uh, so, so that's, you gotta be very careful. So having like said that, I am super excited about how the LLMs can be trained. Maybe there is a way for LLM to be brought into Snowflake environment or, yeah. or something like that. Um, yeah, that, that's my big uh, focus apart from the other like snow park features and uh, you know, um, native apps and other things. They're, they're, they're awesome because now Snowflake is becoming more like an ecosystem rather than just a, you know, one online data warehouse, what it was a few years ago. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about this, uh, the generative AI aspect of it. Is, is, there, is there anything on a generative AI front that, you know, I know we talk about like the garbage in garbage out concept. Is there, are there any, unique advantages that you all see when it comes to Snowflake on capitalizing with generative AI and LLMs that, you know, from your own visions or thoughts are unique potential that they can capitalize on? I, I think it's just the scale yeah. of the data cloud, right? <clears throat> the, the combination of its ability, the infinite scalability, you know, the, the availability of the, the processing power, because that's really what's limited things in the past. Right. You know, from data warehousing all the way through AI and, you know, Frank's experiences with AI and machine learning in the past, you know, it's the limit. There's always been limits, right. Of 
what you could do, how fast you could do it, how much data you could use. You know, we, we generally agree when we talked about machine learning in the past that more data is better. Now we refine that a little bit. Yes, more data is better as long as it's good data. So back to my earlier statement, I think, you know, the governance capabilities that, that Snowflake has built in, you know, combined with data sharing and data marketplace and the infinite scalability of the resources, you know, the, literally, you know, the sky is the limit at this point. We just have to be careful how we use it, that we, we use it ethically and judiciously. Right. Um, you know, there's with, as uh, Peter Parker's uh, uncle would say, you know, yeah. with great with great power comes great responsibility. Exactly. And, and I think that is on it, you know, superheroes, Veronica, if you're listening, <laughs> I, <laughs> likes to do all her talks about the actual superheroes out there in the, in the uh, Marvel and DC world. Yeah. But yeah, it, it, it's true, right? It, it, it's true. So I think that there's just, you know, massive <laughs> possibilities. And then you combine that with native apps, right? So, you know, native apps being driven by this data, um, you know, that involves LLMs and generative AI and making it accessible to your citizen analysts and what we used to call citizen data scientists. But, you know, how are you going to do that, right? Like for me, I'm not a huge statistics guy. I, I don't like writing code of any kind at this point. You know, SQL, yeah, I'm still good with SQL, but Python, Java, nah, I, I don't want to do that. But how could I take advantage of this? Well, you know, if Frank builds me a nice native app that allows me to go, you know, pick pick algorithms and and pick input data sets from a marketplace so that I can achieve whatever the goal is I'm trying to achieve, you know it won't be necessarily as easy as chat GPT, but maybe someday it will be that I can go in and I can use my creative mind mm -hmm. to solve a problem without having to have this high level of technical acumen, right. actually program it all myself and make sure that it's good. The output is good. I remember like the, the, co-authors of the fundamentals of data engineering joe race and matt housley were on our coffee with coalesce in a previous session and one of my takeouts from that that textbook or book was around the focus of automation and ease of use in the future and being able to apply that same fundamental principle to all the different aspects of the analytics workflow i would imagine it's going to be very similar with how people leverage generative ai and llms where ideally you could have some type of component that can consume from whatever data set you're dealing with and just be used for those types of use cases, whether it's asking your data a, a specific question about, you know, uh, your, your marketing database or your sales from your customers or uh, something associated with your product usage, it should get closer and closer to being able to, do something like that in a very simple, automated, easy to use way and uh, really drive some type of decision-making and insights, which right. and, sweet. And, and <laughs> think about being able to, I mean, everybody's talking about data products now, but to, to, to be able to easily build a data product that way. Yeah. Using yeah. generative AI and using the power of Snowflake and, and be able to, to build and publish a data product yeah. right. for, for people to use to, because I mean, that's the ultimate, right? Is the data product takes all of that out. So I don't have to know anything. I just need to know, you know, what I need to input and what output, you know, I need that data product that's going to produce um, the, the information that I'm looking for and maybe do some predictions, some, some predictive analytics. Maybe it does predictive analytics. Maybe it does some forecasting. And I, I'm a finance person. And I was like, well, you know, what's our snowflake spend going to be next year? Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. You know, and I, I want to figure that out, but I don't want to go to my IT team and say, hey, you know, go query the information schema and see who's been doing what with Snowflake. And, uh, and, then, and then give me your best guess on what I need in my budget for next year. I want to go to an app and say, yeah. okay, consider, 
you know, I know that, you know, we've been using Snowflake for six years and I know things have changed a lot in the last three years. So I really want to just look at the last three years, not the whole six years. So, so using the data from the last three years around cost and cost <clears throat> optimization, tell me what I should expect for next year. Satish, what are your thoughts there? I know, you, I know you were at OpenAI's office a couple months ago or maybe a month and a half ago. Um, super curious to hear your thoughts on what Ken's talking about and then also like what you see as the Yeah, future. so so if, if you look at data science, right, most of the work is <laughs> constantly like it's, it's experimental. Like yep. you're always, always fine-tuning these models. And if you have to do that by writing code and by modifying code, tweaking those that way, you will not be able to scale. I think that that's where this comes into play, what Kent is talking about, how mm -hmm. you can make these algorithms available in a way that you can, you're not spending too much time on actually coding as much, but you're right. trying to spend time on how to apply the algorithm to the problem that you have and kind of keep going many, many, like, you know, times until you get the desired result. So I, I completely agree with that. Um, as far as how this is going, I mean, so yeah, I, I was at the OpenAI office. Uh, there were a lot of other co-founders, founders, and other people there. It was it was super exciting. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things that they were saying is uh, this whole LLMs, how, how they can make it more financially like accessible and feasible because today, you know, they charge in a certain way. And while, while these models are pretty generic, but if mm. you have to fine tune them to a particular use case, it takes a lot of effort, mm. it takes a lot of investment, but that's where the key, that's where the value is. If you can take an LLM and train it to a particular domain and make that available, that right. is where the value is. Mm. Um, so I think we'll get there. Uh, and that's why I'm kind of curious and, uh, to know what Snowflake is doing about that. So maybe they acquired this and there is some plan there and some vision in making LLMs available via Snowflake, where right. you can train it, make it available. That would be awesome. So it's, it's basically, from your perspective, it's an arms race to who can train the model as quickly right. as possible. And that's exactly right. And if, if I'm Snowflake, if I'm thinking about this, you, you probably want to make that race as easy as possible for your customers, for their data, is, is, is the way that you'd want to design something, some application that sits on top of Snowflake to get the most out of each customer's data sets, or at least for their use cases, whatever, whatever it may be. They want to make it as easy, quick, simple as possible to train that model so that way you can deliver that output. That's a, that's a <clears throat> super, super logical, makes complete sense to me. Frank, is there anything on, on your end that you'd like to add or thoughts about this whole topic? Yeah, I mean, um, I, th I think uh, as long as I'm not frozen, uh, I You're think good. the big thing that <laughs> Snowflake, uh, and I've talked um, old people like you, or, you know, uh -oh. the way I look at Uh, it, it allows companies like a lot, like Coalesce, I think one of the partners have that we kind of identified in what we call the automated modern data stack, like Coalesce. Yeah. And I think then also kind of what Sigma is doing now, uh, high touch to kind of like the concept I had several years ago, like basically building a CDP on Snowflake. Um, mm -hmm. You know, a lot of these things were enabled through the micro partition technology, a lot of the base core compute separation from storage. So I think again, that's where Snowflake is enabling a lot of this stuff with even the data marketplace or the marketplace, that core technology enables all of this to function because it's such a, a great technology and it, it's, it's basically been built upon over and over again. And yeah, like you guys, then I think Data Ops Live, the other partner we're with, like all these, like some of them, I guess Fivetran would have been there either way, but a lot of them are, you know, you guys, some of the stuff you do and CICD type functionality, that was really enabled by that core technology, mm -hmm. um, you know, time travel, <coughs> uh, 
zero copy cloning awareness types of things that you guys have yeah so, yeah exactly so you know i think again because that core technology it's uh it's enabling the llms as well um yeah, and all, all these different, basically there's new use cases, new products that the partners are coming out with on top of that whole Snowflake ecosystem that are enabled right. by that technology. So, yeah. and you know, like Kent said, uh, is, is I think it's just, it, it allows for that to, to grow faster. I mean, if you think about the friction removed when you have native apps combined with the data sharing, it's pretty massive that you can get yeah. data that quickly compared to the four to six weeks minimum or whatever it used to take for us to build, you know, either build the API or consume the API or, or write the SFTP code and yeah. somebody messes one section of the password up. So, you know, this really enables and removes friction to enable these, you know, next generation of, uh, you know, automation of data. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Satish and I were on a call with a founder for a generative AI company a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking through the technology and what it's able to do. And it's, it's really clear that, you know, the, the future is automation. The future is ease of use, uh, those types of core principles, but it's all with the great underlying assumption that the data is prepared properly with proper governance. And so, I'm excited, very excited about this future state vision of, you know, you've got your uh, team that's trained the model well, you've got a simple, easy to use and easy to interact with interface for asking questions of that data set. And you also know that the underlying data set has been built properly and has proper lineage and governance associated with it. And, you know, us coalesce are excited to be the ones to unlock that bottleneck for that end user layer. Uh, given that's the that's the that's the that's the issue today right now is like trying to actually get that data set polished and ready for consumption. I feel like as this wave goes through, as Colas continues to <clears throat> expand into the market and give people something that's easy to use and automated for transformations, it will really be something that unlocks the ability for another technology to leverage generative AI to consume that foundational data set and get insights to, you know, consumers, whoever it may be, business person, data person, a lot more quickly uh, versus people launching companies that are capable of doing this, but then consuming a really bad data set or something that isn't governed properly and thinking they're doing this cutting edge stuff when in actuality, they're just causing a bunch of more problems for their business themselves, uh, industries as a whole. And so, you know, for me, going back into Summit, tying it back into Summit, seeing how they position this concept and how they want to roll out this this functionality is going to be really interesting to me um, and ensuring that their customers are successful and using this type of technology properly. So, yeah. Uh, one, other, one thing I want to talk about before we... Uh are done here is yeah, I was thinking about this about, about last year. One of the lessons learned for me last year is as you, you mentioned uh, vendors and all of that. And it's like, yeah, as you know, the show floor was <clears throat> massive. I mean, yeah, two, two giant halls and it's one of the biggest exhibit halls I've ever seen. And I got so caught up last year in the talks that I actually missed meeting with some of the, the, the tech partners uh, yeah. and um, SI partners that where I know where I know people, there were people there that I knew that I didn't even see because I didn't allow myself enough time to actually roam the vendor hall and, and look at, look at the list of exhibitors and, and see who's there. I mean, obviously we want people to come by Coles booth and, and talk to you guys, but there's just so much out there and that ecosystem has grown. Like I said, uh, you know, your your old company, Wearscape, was one of the first ones I got invited to to join the Snowflake uh, ecosystem back in in 2015 and 2016, and it's just exploded as evidenced by the show floor. 
And there, yeah. there are companies there that do things probably related to what we're just talking about with generative AI that we probably don't even know about. You know, the, the four the four of us here probably don't even know them, right? Because there's so many and they're adding so many partners constantly. So, um, you know, for people attending, you know, make sure you don't just look at the session list, but take a look at the exhibitor list as well. Yeah. Because totally. the exhibitors are going to be doing presentations and demos in their booth, right? Just like the uh, the the superhero pavilion, you know, the community pavilion. You definitely want to go by there because I know there's going to be presentations there. There's the superhero panels, you know, things that Frank has been talking about. But you know, every vendor, well, probably not every vendor, not every exhibitor, but a lot of the better exhibitors are going to at least be doing demos right on their technology and showing you what they're doing with Snowflake and doing for Snowflake customers. But some of them will, you know, there's apps now, like Frank said, there's, you know, there's companies that are going to be demonstrating apps, native apps that are built on top of Snowflake. And, you know, that's, you know, getting that one-on-one -on -one in the booth and, and really getting to understand something that might be important to your business um, and to your success, that that's, you can't beat that. In the exhibit hall, I, I right? Agree. I mean, the in-person thing. I, you mean, I honestly, I tell you, I hate <laughs> virtual exhibit halls. Absolutely. Yeah, hate totally. virtual exhibit halls. Not the same. It's not the same. Yeah. It's just not the same. Yeah, I mean, Armand, Satish, you know, you know, we we interacted probably more in person, the three of us, at shows, right, at conferences over 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 a couple of decades, and that's you get relationships are formed better, and you get better information. Because you can hone in on what you're really interested in rather than, you know, yeah, there might be some exhibitor and vendor presentations where you want to go in and you kind of get the overview of what they're offering. Right. That's great. Right. But you, you know, it's a 45 minute session. There's room for five minutes of questions and answers, and you're, you're not going to be able to really dig in. So you take yeah. advantage of the opportunity to be face to face with people, you know, to go in and really seek out those ones that, that have uh, products and services that are really going to help you solve right. your problems and, and get in there. And the, the space. As, you, as you guys will attest, you love having people come to the booth and ask you the hardest questions you never even thought of, right? It's going to drive the development of your company and your product. It's very beneficial. Yep. It's a, it's a two-way street, right? Definitely. No, I mean, I was going to say my favorite part of Summit is being at the booth, like by far. Uh, I mean, that, with the exception are, of, not, not with the exception of the parties, maybe. Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. <laughs> late night party, with the exception of late night party, for everybody that knows me, I like to have a good time. I, I will admit, I like to have a good time. But being at the booth is so much fun because you get to interact with with all types of people, but particularly the actual practitioners that are using Snowflake's product, using Coalesce, other technologies, or partner companies like Fivetran, um, and get their feedback and hear their questions. Like Ken said, they bring the hardest questions, the most difficult questions uh, associated with the product that typically you wouldn't have the opportunity to ask because, you know, we don't get to meet with every single person out there. And also just hearing about the ecosystem, meeting with different partners. And then most importantly, like one thing that both Satish and I do at every conference we go to is go and look through all the vendors and all the exhibitors, go and see what's new, what's cutting edge, what what is out there in different parts of the stack. It's such a important thing to do to stay up to speed with such a quickly growing industry. And so, you know, one quick call out I'll say is we've got a handful of different social events that you can go to, to see other vendors outside of just coalesce um, and check out. So we've got obviously the, the bowling uh, data lanes event. We'll have a link in the comments here for anybody to come to uh, try not to watch me for too long. Uh, it, it won't be that good. Uh, we've got the uh, Ethan Aaron's hosting a low-key uh, data happy hour Monday night with a few different vendors, which should be fun to check out. Um, then there's also a Desert Oasis suite that we have it's at the Venetian. Uh, we can't say the location just yet, but there's going to be some exciting things there for people to check out and a little scavenger hunt. So I'll give you a hint on that, uh, but should be some awesome, awesome things to check out. Um, there's a bunch of dinners, there's a bunch of parties, uh, different parties. Uh, so again, just check out the comments, the link in the comment section, it'll have, uh, all the events that we're certainly hosting. Um, and ideally you can run into Frank, uh, or Kent or Satish and myself and, 
uh, come catch up. We'd love to see everybody there. It's going to be an awesome event and I can't wait. So uh, the link just got posted. Feel free to feel free to click that. Check out what we got going on. Hit us up on LinkedIn. At us, you can DM any of us. Ask any questions about uh, what's to come at Snowflake Summit. But with that, I think we're right on time. I uh, I always love having you as a as a guest, Kent. Frank, this is our first time together, uh, but you're the man. I hope you enjoyed Belize, and I'm super honored that you're even willing to take the time out of that vacation to to join with us. And your Wi-Fi held up pretty damn well, I would say. There's a, there's a couple there was a couple blurred outs, but uh, we were all good. And uh, thank you everybody for for, for joining us. Thank you. <laughs> oh, Thanks for having us. Last thing, we have an incredible guest joining us next month, Bob Muglia. Speaking of all the Snowflake uh, Summit stuff, the former CEO of Snowflake will be will be on our coffee with Coalesce uh, in July. So that's a month out from now. We'll have the link there as well for everybody to attend that one. That's one of the very, very exciting guests that, that we've got coming up next. So absolutely. Thanks everybody. Take care.